I can't believe it's actually <laughs> like how we started it. What's going on, guys? Hello. Welcome to What's the Hype podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Holy uh, shit. Here we are. Here we are. Yes. We're actually doing this. I feel like this is more of like a progenitor episode. Like this is like before one. This is progenitor? like progenitor. Like a prologue episode, kind of. But no, this, this is episode one. I don't, I don't know Spell what that word means. progenitor for me really quick. Spell right. check. I don't know what that, that word spell. means. I'm already drunk, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But anyway, so it's very, very exciting. This is something that we've talked about for a couple months now. Mm -hmm, sure. um, I think it'd be good to have a little bit of an intro. Yes. Just so that people listening at home, What's you know, the who, who the fuck are these people? Yeah, who are Why these do we people? care what is this? about their opinions? Gotcha, who are right? they? Sure. So please, so start us off. I am RC Lightning, and this is the, the What's the Hype podcast. Um, so we've essentially talked about and played around the idea that, you know, we, as people who have, um, you know, taken interest in gaming culture and have been very involved and engrossed in gaming cultures in our youth, and now we have Ryan who works in the industry, me aspiring to work in the industry, you know, we've always um, wondered about, like, you have these projects that rise and fall over the ages, and, you know, you, you always find yourself asking, what's the hype? Why was, why do these games uh, come to such high levels of acclaim, you know? Most of the time, the hype doesn't come up to yeah, and fruition. Yeah, so, and sometimes honestly. the hype is good. Sometimes, a lot of the time, the hype is actually pretty bad. So, you know, this is just uh, a retroactive um, look on what's the hype, you know? Like, why was that game popular? Does the, does the stipulation, does the criticism, or the positive vibes, huh? Yeah, look at us, look at us. Does it hold up? Um, and we just thought that that was a good idea. Also, we, we're just three good friends that like talking about video games. Good friends, right? That's, I'd say we're better than good friends. Yeah, we're best, best friends. friends. We're, we're all best, best friends. friends. You guys literally live together. Yeah, yeah we do. We, yeah. we live together. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyways, um, my name is Ryan. Uh, I actually do work in the industry. I've been in the industry for about four years. Actually, I just had my four year. Nice. Just thinking about it. August, August 28th was my first day. Nice. I don't know. Am I allowed to say like where I work? Um, I would leave that. I don't know. Well, we're ta we're taking this out. EA Sports. That's the only it's thing. In the game. That's the only thing. That you I'm are wearing say. a Madden shirt, though. I, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I don't know if the camera can actually see that though. But yeah, so I think um, the perspective that I can help bring is just like what's actually going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure through what you guys could see through the camera, and for those that are listening, we have some. We have some Halo memorabilia here, so that's yeah. probably going to be the first thing that we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but before we get into that, um, I also think it's important to have our good friend over on the production side give himself an introduction as well. All right, so what's up, friends? Uh, my name is Justin, but everybody knows me as Vega. Um, I'm sure if you ask these guys, they have way more names for me as well. Hopefully... He they likes don't. to eat ass. Oh, here we go. It's I'm just going to edit that out in the end. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not editing that out. He, he, in fact, it's canonized. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, again, we, we specifically stated, you know, a good thing about the, the core of us is that, you know, we have someone who's in art. We have someone who's, you know, doing the behind the scenes and really is in the industry. You yeah, know, can offer that literally, perspective. Literally, yeah, in the industry right now. Um, behind me, I've always been into, like, audio and just doing the recording set of things just like this. So I'm actually really excited. It has something like a foray to put, you know, my energy into mm -hmm. there you go. and this is just episode one yeah. there's gonna be so many well hopefully so many hopefully down. this turns out something uh this something is much it's, bigger, it's gonna but. catch on and when it does catch on i already i already established that. who's the joe rogan guy the guy behind the camera jamie jamie he's our jamie yeah he's, he's <laughs> basically he's our jamie, jamie. jamie but we we already have like an established like what is the three-year projection of where we're going to take this? I'm backstabbing. I'm going to backstab Robert at some point. Yes. Because it's just good to have 100%. Beef. Because if you, there's no beef, they're like, it's, what's the hype? You guys can look back uh, you know? a year and a half from now, and we, we have, we've already we got We want you to take sides. We have a three-year plan, right? So <laughs> you, you guys, as we, we go like through the This is like some WWE type yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But then we'll, after four years, just yeah. randomly, there's going to be mm -hmm. another episode. The Great Reunion the episode. And there he is, yeah. We just clear that. That's how we milk all of our... Yes. All of our viewers, right? Completely. Okay. All right. I'm going right. to Garfield. Well, we're just putting it out there, <laughs> foreshadowing already. Yeah, exactly. We make it really easy. We make okay. it really easy here. Let's get into it, then. To, to start things off, this is a franchise that is near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. um, Halo. Yes. There's For, a lot to talk about here. This would be a great episode one. We talked about it, and especially with the release of Infinite being... I mean, the, the multiplayer beta test essentially was this month. It was the, the tech preview. The tech that's, preview. That's what they Sorry, call it. Sorry, tech preview 
of the multiplayer for Halo Infinite was released this month. And with it being such just a prolific uh, title and installment in like not even just gaming, but just like um, like just media in general, like we figured it'd be a, a perfect episode one to talk. So, Robert, tell me, what's the hype surrounded by Halo Infinite? Halo Infinite? Tell me. Tell me why. Why is there so much buzz around this game? Well, what, 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 how do you perceive this? Because I know you don't follow Halo too much. Yeah. So, I, I, I probably definitely follow it more than you. But so is Halo actually coming out this year? Yes, December yeah. 8th. Mm-hmm. They, they had the release date. It was during Gamescom. When did, when did, so when did the, uh, the series originally start? Uh, the series started back in 2001, I believe. 2001. Wow, so this is 20 years later now? I have yeah, notes. 20 years later. I have notes. Oh, uh, it was released. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved was re- released November 15th, 2001. Yes. Long time coming. Um, it's a long, long time coming. I definitely Which, have very fond memories of playing that game on my Xbox. This is this is why it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. All right, so th- we're, we're already getting well, into l- it. Let's set the scene, right? So <laughs> I'm I, mad. obviously, I've I'm I've gamed my whole life, um, but like I am not necessarily a Halo stan. I played one a little bit. I played three a lot, and then I essentially fall off. And in preparation for this, I did kind of um, do a little reading on all the titles and installments, but. Ryan here is essentially like Halo hands down. Like this is, this is his why I got into game Yes. So, it's, so mm-hmm. back back in uh, let's see. I'm gonna say that it was 2004, 2004, 2005 was when I actually got to play the very first Halo, which was not not the first game, but the first time I played Halo, which was two, because my parents were sticklers, dude. They didn't like it's rated M. Absolutely not. <laughs> you're, you're killing people. There's violence. There's blood. <laughs> Absolutely not. But eventually, my parents like wised up and they let me play it. And I was just like a typical Asian teenager. We just play video games all day. There we go. You know what I mean? Speaking of which, there's another topic that we're going to talk about um, regarding China. But we'll get to that. We'll get later. To that. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot that we want to talk about here. But so, anyways, I mean, I've been playing. I've been playing Halo for I think 15 years now. Realistically, like I'm pretty I'm sure. damn good player too at that. Yeah. Oh, and very, very shameless self plug. Had my parents let me like compete, I definitely could have like been in the MLG circuit if I wanted to. I have no doubt in my mind if my parents weren't like really strict about like just getting good grades, like a typical Asian household, I definitely would have been in it. I have no doubts about that. But I anyways, wonder what that Ryan looks like. That's why I like this because yeah. honestly, everyone that plays Halo competitively is pretty fucking toxic. <laughs> They're they're all really toxic. I can't comment on that, but I mean, like, it's fucking esports, and we all know, like, yeah, you have to have some type of edge. Yeah. But anyways, so when we when you talk about Halo, okay, Qu- honest question to you guys, serious question: What was like the game everyone was playing back in like two thousand six, two thousand seven? So, I don't remember. It was just Halo was, online. Yeah. Halo. What was, Halo two? Yeah. No. Like when Halo three came out, I'm pretty Xbox sure- Live to me was like synonymous with halo halo yeah that's like, what it was yeah. so that tells you what that is the flagship franchise mm-hmm. for microsoft no 100 yeah right mm-hmm. now I, we don't need to get into like all the bullshit that happened when um bungie and 343 went different ways everyone knows all that story but i think the thing that upsets me the most because i've been following the development of uh of infinite for quite some time now now to my knowledge and I'm pretty sure this is pretty accurate. Development started in 2015, right after Guardians came out, which is Halo 5. Uh-huh. And I know that there was like some mixed reviews on it, but overall, I thought it was like a really, really good game. It just wasn't a great Halo game. Fair. Halo 5, yeah. Felt more I, watered down than true to Halo. It just, it just felt like they were trying to do more. They just wanted to make a modern shooter rather than like a modern Halo game. So I actually heard some really interesting commentary earlier with some people I was listening to. And, you know, some guy literally broke down the formula with uh, Bungie Halo where like you had the grunts and the grunts were like kind of a joke, but they could overwhelm you. And like you had like the rocket turret guns and you had like little foo-foo plasma pistol grunts. And it was like a game of chess, right? You got into a different environment and like the combination of the different characters, you can go about it different ways. And that's what Halo was. You can technically like me and you could play the Halo three campaign and like every uh sequence of fighting we can go about it a different way between the two of us but i guess the main criticism of 343 halo that are one of the main criticisms that i've heard is that like that has been kind of watered down you it, it feels very one approach in regards to enemy design and encounter design and that's where a lot that was a common thread in a lot of the criticisms i heard of as to why people detest 
I don't use the word detect. Oh yeah, it, it, why the the Halo community is very very divided. You it mentioned is. Sprint, it's, it's, it's going to be very polarized. It's really? very I've never, polarized. I mean, I never, I don't play Halo that much enough to know. No, dude. All you have to is mention really? is Sprint, and you'll get like fucking Noah. It, it'll just like part the seas. <laughs> oh, it's like either you're for it or you're totally no. against it. It's such a simple concept too. Yeah, but but so that's that's why it's like baffling to me. Like I can give you my guess. On what's happening or what happened with the development and i have i do have some like you know colleagues in the industry that i talk to every so often i know that some of them were working on it some of them weren't or like they were in and out but so let's let me break this down for you so in 2015 they start to think about okay well, what's next for halo okay so first things first is let's build an entirely new engine for it that in itself is going to take a long fucking time for sure Anyone that doesn't have knowledge like the industry, making an engine from the ground up takes a long fucking time. A long fucking time. Um, so that's why I wasn't too... I don't know what the word would be. Like, I'm not... I wasn't disappointed when I think... I think 2017 was the first time we saw anything of the Slipspace engine uh, during E3. That's, they just, Is that the new one that they're using on Infinite? That's the new engine okay. that they're using for Infinite. And I believe it was, it's either 2017 or 2018, I don't, I don't remember, but it was just like, there wasn't any gameplay, it was just like in-game footage of like, here's some Halo assets, here's some, you know, what the game is. Oh, so it wasn't even like the cinematic trailer, no, no, it was no, just no. like, it was like stuff. It was actual in-engine It was in-engine footage, gotcha. that's all it was. There okay. wasn't, they I'm sure they had playable stuff, it just, it wasn't ready for the public though. So that's why like, 2017, 2018, I was fine with that. Problem is though, we're... 2021 coming up the end in 2021 years, yeah. and they do have a hard release date which is fine they after the the showing of it last year in 2020 and everyone was pissed off because of like how shit it looked mm -hmm. and rightfully so i think some of the criticism was warranted i think that's fair um but to me it just feels like i compare it to god of war mm -hmm. so think about like when, whenever i think about playstation sony there's a couple flagship titles that are associated with it for sure yeah i think god of war is one of them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for a while before it was cross-platform i think grand theft auto was another one yeah um what, what give me some other titles that are you could argue some final fantasy titles yeah for okay sure. some final before, fantasy titles uh, Gear, uh, not gears of war um horizon zero dawn is uh, like okay a that's another game. good one last of us flagship game um, spider-man yes spider-man Spider games. games flagships for Sony. What, what's uh what's the one with uh uncharted uncharted, uncharted another, yeah. like oh. naughty dog yeah 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 so all those games so when you look at things like God of War, between, I don't remember when like the most recent one came out, but from that one versus the one that came out in PS3, I believe, the gameplay was significantly different because at least like the, the, the gameplay flow was different in that you had an over-the-shoulder view in the most recent God of War game, and you had an entirely different dynamic where you're raising a son, right? But it was a completely modernized version of it, but Sony took care of that franchise, yeah, right? It was a departure from the established kind of like rapport. Hack and it was a game. It was an yeah. entire hack. And it, it was more of like narrative driven. It was very, say. very narrative driven. Whereas like the old ones was, was just, just flat out yeah, yeah, fuck people up. Just it was just like you Greek take mythology, mm -hmm. fucking Hercules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you take yeah. Hercules, you yeah. smash his face mm -hmm. in, right? All that stuff. Okay, fine. I think Sony did a phenomenal job with that franchise. What the fuck happened with Halo? <sighs> well. Because let's think about this. They they delayed it again. Uh -huh. It was supposed to be a launch title when the say that. Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be a launch. Title? It was supposed to be a launch title for the Xbox Series X. Like when I got that console, thankfully I was able to get one. Um, fuck you, all scalpers out there, <laughs> suck a dick. Um, but so like on that console, you know how like on the back there's always like a preview of what game is to come. Right. It was Halo. Right. Yeah. But then right. it was weird. It was like there's no Halo though. Mm -hmm. Right. So at that point, I think they had already printed all those boxes and consoles saying like. Hey, this is gonna happen, but hey, then Phil, yeah. But then Phil Spencer is just like, we "Fuck that, don't." Yeah. So they delay it a year. Okay. Well, they come to E3 this year, and not much has changed. They release the the multiplayer trailer, which I'm going to assume they had ready for months because there's nothing new that we saw in it. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, maybe like a month ago, they're saying that at launch there's there's no co-op campaign. Wow. There's no forge. Forge? Yeah, Forge is like the map editor. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. And Forge was really prevalent in games like Halo Reach. A lot of the multiplayer maps. Was it Halo 3? 
three. Yeah, yeah I remember playing it a, a ton in three. Yeah. It was in Halo 2 as well? I think so. PC. I think when oh, they had the PC launch like later on, they might have had it, but I don't. I don't remember I particularly. Say, I remember that in Halo Two. Actually, I could no, be wrong. Mind. Though. It was Halo Three. Never mind. You're was right. it Halo? Yeah. 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 Forge is very important to Halo. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. Like in Reach, um, a lot of the maps that they had in the multiplayer rotation were from Forge. Mm-hmm. They were community-made maps that the devs saw and were like, "Hey, let's make this." I think they had a thing where like you can submit a map, and a dev would be like. This is the cool one. We'll put that in the multiplayer rotation. No, yeah, there was uh, so red versus red versus blue was you know that's a YouTube channel that um, I think Michelle banger series banger series banger but series. like you have an entire series which only exists because of like the fact that Halo Three implemented like it was it one started of the, in CE the very first Halo game really yeah it's old dude I, it's super super old well Halo Three implemented the the video where like uh, it wasn't just like an FPS uh, replay of your game it was like yeah. the entire game and you could like view the game from any angle um, recording of like your multiplayer matches as well as Forge um, I forgot the point I was trying to make <laughs> <laughs> okay well oh with Forge yeah, yeah so Forge, Forge so there were um, there were uh, game modes that spawned from Red Blur versus Blue community that um, were implemented by the devs as uh, official game modes later. So like you had uh, people making game modes in Forge that the devs would look, they'd spruce up and they would recognize right. the community for it's making these game modes. Driven. So you had this like cycle of semi-endless content um, between like people just making really, I remember playing Halo 3 Forge and some of those maps were fucking whack, but some of them were really cool. Yeah, I actually remember in Halo 3, there was a point where there was, um, there was like an obstacle course that the devs put out and it was like, if you can get your time at this or lower, you could get a recon helmet. So let me, let me ask you guys this. What, do you, what would you say is like, give a defining moment or maybe thing that kind of got you into the Halo series? Like for me, Back when I was younger and I played it, um, I had an Xbox and I had known nothing about this game. But to me, like the locales, the music, I mean, just you just open up the you oh, listen to the, definitely the, Halo, the music for 100 the, the music, 100 you know, like, the music, you know, like mm-hmm. Robert is the, an chant, OST the Gregorian whore. chant, you know, the 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 riff. Who, who was it that did the Halo? Steve, Steve Vai. Steve Vai. I was going to say Ingly Malmsteen or something, but Steve Vai. OK, there you go. So that that was, I think, the big thing to me was like that was the first time I had played a shooter game that had something very narrative driven the music was very you know cohesive and it played to like you know like if you were in the middle of a battle well then it start would start to get more involved and stuff like that that was the first time i had really ever experienced anything like that so i'm curious it's like what do you what, what, what would you say is like the moment or the thing for you for halo mm. uh for me i definitely remember being a young lad and downloading the halo combat evolved trial and they had like uh, full. It was just one map, right? I think it was Blood Gulch that you could play on the trial, and they had full multiplayer support for the trial. You didn't have to pay anything extra. So I remember like being like fucking, you know, eight year old robot on the computer, being like, "What is this Halo thing? This is crazy!" <laughs> and just like playing Blood Gulch with Gene against these randos on the trial. Gene's his brother, by the way. Yes, my brother. Sorry. Um, and then um, Halo Three definitely because Gene was always a Microsoft kid, and then I was the Nintendo kid. But like he had gotten Halo Three, and like we just had repped the campaign Halo Three together. I was always the Arbiter, he was always Master Chief, and like I just remember like I even now like I, I try a lot harder to get into FPSs now because you know I, I think Apex is really cool, and they have uh, I just more. I feel like your reflexes aren't there. No, because as a kid, I never the only FPS I ever played was like Halo campaign with Gene. Like yeah. I, it just did not appeal to me multiplayer yeah. FPSs at all, except for zombies. You're getting like trick shots sniped across bro, the map. I just, like, what the hell is this, bro? When you go from Pokemon to like fucking Halo multiplayer at the age of seventeen, it's like I'm not good at this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, definitely playing through Halo 3 uh, in like 2011, 2012 when it came out was like a fun, really awesome memory. 2011, 2012. So 4 came out in 2012. Let's see. I could pull up the timeline. Halo line. 3 came out in 2007. Halo timeline. No way. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Halo 4 came out in 2004, November. And then Reach was 2010. Halo 4, 4? was 12. Oh, 4 was 12. Gotcha. 4 was 12, 2012. Reach was 2010, I believe. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Already on it, boys. All right, so it looks like Halo CE came out November 15th of 2001. Uh-huh. Yeah. Halo 2, November 9th of 2004. Halo 3, September 25th of 2007. I remember that vividly because that was my freshman year and that was a big thing. Yeah, that was my freshman Halo year. Halo Wars, I guess if you can yeah, that. Uh, ODST, December, the, the 22nd of no. September 2009. 
Reach was the 14th of 2010, mm-hmm. and then Halo 4 was November 6th, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So it was always Halo like 5, three years. October 27, 2015. It was basically since 2001, every three years, a new, a new mainline Halo. Except game. for Halo 4. Yeah. They, it was, that, yeah was that was two years after year Reach. Gap. That was a mm-hmm. two year gap. Yeah. But then, yeah, so like, so was ODST in Reach? It's just DLC. It wasn't like a full on game. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like when Assassin's Creed 2 came out and they came out with Brotherhood. It was just like an add on. Oh, hurt. But, anyways, I, I think the defining moment for me for Halo was I, I think I was just because I was so good at the game and. I, I back then I loved to talk so much shit to people mm-hmm. and I've always had like that competitive edge there's that's why I think I would have been able to do a lot of work in the competitive scene but who knows alternate dimension you know MLG Ryan oh, we're still young we're in our 20s no, I'm, I'm pushing 30 we're, we're, bush, we're, we're both pushing 30 oh gosh um, but anyways I think that, that just begs the question there's always been like a two to three year increment I understand that they had to make a new engine but here we are six years later. The game's about to come out in December 8th. And no co-op, no forge. So, like, what the fuck happened? I'll tell you what the fuck happened. Oh, here we but go. this is also just my opinion. This is the hype. So, I think with my experience in the industry, um, you know, I know a lot of people shit on EA. But from where I am, they're an amazing company to work for. Straight up. The thing that they have down is releasing a title on time. And that's something that I think a lot of consumers, if not all consumers, overlook. But from the industry point of view, that's really impressive. Yeah, for sure. Because you hear about games getting delayed all the fucking time. And you always hear about like how awful the time crunch is. Like when you're in the industry, you know, so-and-so is working 60 plus hours a week just to get this game out, right? Um, so... I understand what like a healthy, I don't know, project management might be the correct word, but at least from my experience in the industry, it's apparent what's wor- what works and what doesn't work. When I look at what's happening with 343 in Halo, now this is all complete speculation. I don't know what actually is going on. But to me, I feel like there was, it could have been something similar to what happened to like Cyberpunk. And this is also like the same theory applies to both games. So to me, whenever you have a game that's delayed that much and it's spanned over that much time, let's just take away the development time for the the engine. Let's just say the engine's ready. That's still three years from 2018 to 2021. That's still three years worth of development time. And they were pumping out Halo games after three years. Yeah, and they were still using like the same engine. I actually think they did an engine upgrade between... um, Wasn't it for Reach? For three and Reach. There, I, I believe say, there's an engine upgrade. I'm not. I'm not. I remember. I think I remember specifically Reach being. Maybe it was a different like. Just I think it was Reach or, or or engine, but yeah. Yeah. What? But anyways, so what I think happened is when they started the development cycle, there had to have been a lot of turnover. So imagine if you're working on a title and you think it's just shit, and you get an offer somewhere else. You know, not Blizzard, but like somewhere else. Yeah, and definitely not Blizzard. So. We'll talk about that, too. But anyway, so let's just say that you're working on a game for like a year. And typically what happens is you become a subject matter expert um, in that specific field. So let's say that you're the you're the lead multiplayer designer or you're a multiplayer designer and you're like, okay, you're doing the revamp of Blood Gulch. Okay, we're just going to say, okay, well, it's called called Viking now. Okay, cool. You're working on Viking. Well, you know, a year and a half goes by and the maybe the the workplace is getting toxic for you or maybe you're just not into the project anymore you know you hear that the game's getting delayed and it's like well i'm just gonna fish around to see what i can get as a new offer oh shit i got a new offer because i imagine that a lot of these people are also on contract that's just nature it could be on contract too contracts are very very common in the industry so you're just gonna dip because you got a better offer okay well here's a bunch of shit that only you know now someone has to come in here read your code read your documentation and hopefully get a figure out where to go from there yeah and then it's like okay well we're going to change leads okay well now we have an like entirely different direction right because i'm pretty sure uh i i don't have the article but see if you can find like a a, um, a 343 like lead leaving during halo infinite's development cycle i think that did happen i'm pretty sure but that that changes things drastically because like here's the guy that's leading the charge and he's he leaves and now it's like August 29th, 343 Studios lost its director, Tim Longo, okay, and executive that's producer, Mary Olson. When, when was that? 
uh, August 2019. Okay, that's huge. That's like a year before. I feel like there's more than just that, though. Like that's just the first thing. That's that's the point that I'm trying to make is when you have turnover and you're having people change, that means the direction could change, right? Like that's why I think the all these delays that we're seeing, like all these features not being shipped with the, the the launch of the title. That's what I think happened. I think there's just been too much turnover and they are just like, okay, what do we do now? And with the changing of the guard, you have like getting the guard up to speed and then like it's new people in charge. So like if they don't necessarily agree with the direction of the previous, then let's do this start. But then it's like, okay, well, I don't like this guy either. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. So that's what I'm assuming happened. Um, I try to give as much benefit of the doubt as I can to those studios. Oh, actually, uh, 20 looks like October of 2020. So just actually recently, Chris Lee, who was the studio head, ended up leaving. So we got a creative director leave and the studio head leave. Those are two huge pieces. And those are just like the ones that were released. At least like that. He had been working with Microsoft since 2003. Damn. Yeah. So it's a, like those are huge hits, right? Um, that's, I also think that people should curb their expectations accordingly. So me, I am cautiously optimistic of what's going to happen. Like I'm going to suck a fat halo dick all the time. I'm, that's just me as a gamer. It's like if a new Final Fantasy came out, I'm sure you guys would got 100%. I'm on that train. Or a new Monster Hunter. A new there. Monster Hunter comes out. Immediately. And it's like, Monster Hunter Mobile. Bro. You're still going to try it. Of course, 100%. 100%. Shout out Diablo Immortals. Um, oh, God. But so, as, as far as like that goes, like I'm still going to play it. But to the people that they're trying to get to, that are trying to reach, it's the new generation. Because also think about this. When I got hooked on Halo, I was 13, 15. I'm almost 30 now. So they have to attract the kids these days. So what's Halo going to bring that Fortnite doesn't? Apex, Warzone. Because that's what the kids are playing right now. Considering, and, and you said it, they're not going to have what on launch? No co-op campaign? No. Yeah, so multiplayer is free. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very huge thing. It's a very common thing for studios to do now. Oh, um, multiplayer is free? You don't have to have like the yeah. respect? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. pretty It's big. free to play. Okay. Um, and I, as far as I know, they do have some form of anti-cheat. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be good too. And then the other cool thing about their live passes, battle passes, whatever the fuck you want to call it, their seasons, is that they don't expire after you purchase it. So like in Apex, when season seven comes out. Oh, like that. You buy the chain. battle pass. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, I have to complete it in, you know, X amount Eight of weeks, days. Or yeah. I don't get the rewards. At least in Halo. And... It's not surprising to me that they're doing this because in, I play a lot of MCC and all their live passes uh, are available. You know, I, like, you don't even have to buy it. You just have to play the game, which I think is the correct system to go about. Yeah, for sure. It's very much so a player's first mentality. And I think that's how they should go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that, you know, the, the in-game purchases that they have, because they have to have them, um, whether you guys like them or not, is as long as it's purely cosmetic, I have no problem with it, right? Um, and then the other important thing that I wanted to mention is that the esports scene is going to be significantly better at launch than um, how how Halo Five was because they just released the thing for the HDS, which is their Halo Championship Series. So, like, I mean, you can you can look that up real quick. But like, does three four three run that themselves? Like, individually? yeah, yeah, they 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 handle HCS. I think so. But so, like, the teams that are with it, because, like, it's all the big teams. Like, Cloud9's on it, Envy's on it, FaZe's on it, Sentinels, um, G2. There, there was 10 of them. But there, there's a lot of teams that got listed there. So that's a good thing. So the competitive scene is set up for Hold success. Up right here. Cloud9, Envy, E United, FaZe Clan, Fnatic, G2 Esports, Nodis Vincere, Navi, Sentinels, and Space Station. Some pretty popular yeah, ones. Yeah, a lot there. of big ones, right? It's only a matter of time before, like, TSM or, you know, fucking CLG, all the other big ones. But they have some big ones right now. So I think they're ready to, they're, they're set up for success. I think the free-to-play thing will help them a lot. That's because a big deal for sure. I totally forgot about that. that that's an that's a easy way to get young kids to play the game for free. They don't have to do anything. That's, that's just what they expect now, too. Because, like, back in our day, you had to wait out in front of GameStop, wait for the store to hit midnight, and then you could buy the game, go home and play it, right? But it's totally different now. So I feel like I could provide some context as to Halo's early days. And there's an interesting juxtaposition happening now where obviously we're in a different age. Putting out a Halo game now isn't going to be the same as putting out a Halo game before. But 
I understand why there's such like virulent like uh, polarity happening in between like classic Halo fans and maybe like the games coming coming out for maybe like a new appeal to kind of get new people into the franchise, right? So yeah, it's like how do you how do you appeal to me, but then how do you appeal to the people who've been playing the game for like twenty years, you yeah. know? So Halo One came out in two thousand one, but there was no like uh, there was no Microsoft Live. Microsoft Live came out the same day Halo Xbox Live. Xbox Live, sorry, Xbox Live came out the same day Halo released, but a year later. So Combat Evolved was essentially the definitive launch title for the original Xbox, and those were hand in hand. So you had Combat Evolved coming out, and the way Combat Evolved was designed from a multiplayer perspective is that you had the you had four, you could land four Xboxes, and those four Xboxes could have four players yeah, to screen. Do 16, 16 yes. land, which was really cool, That's right? Huge. You had split screen uh, baked into the game, so and you can have these communities and pods of sixteen players who would come together and form. And so it, apparently, the culture was that you would have like you people were seeking out. You always wanted to have that group of sixteen, you know. So you had multiple groups of sixteen catching on, spreading Halo, getting people into it because you wanted to have the four-player Xbox kind of multiplayer going on. Word of mouth hype is always better than like any kind of advertisement you 100%. see on TV. It's like, like that's why I think, hype? exactly. Like when Halo 3 was out, I, I just remember so many conversations like with kids that I didn't even talk to, but they were oh, just talking Halo? about, dude, you know that new map, the pitch? Like, yeah, I'm so good at it. That's another reason why I liked uh, Halo 3 a lot or why I'm like so attached to the series because I, I mean, obviously, I got bullied. I was a tiny Asian kid in in my freshman year of high school. But dude, I fucked up everyone in my school. There was literally no one better than me at that school. And that's a good feeling. Yeah, growing I, up, dude, when you when you have that that fucking they could push me around IRL, but right. like as soon as as soon as I had snipe in my hand, bah. I would talk so much shit to them, and they would get so pissed. It was great. Anyways. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, so Halo One came out, and it essentially it established the xbox as a player in the game space and it established itself picking up steam through kind of like the communities being generated by the multiplayer and the way that was structured and then xbox live came out uh and um the console version facilitated xbox live but it wasn't until halo 2 halo 2 essentially was the definitive xbox live release so that, that was like the definitive game for that time in my yeah. opinion yes 100 in my that opinion. was like we talked about that earlier, like that was the Xbox Live. Like that's what, that's yes. what everyone was playing. That's what everyone was playing. Like some people played Call of Duty. But I, I honestly online don't was, remember any other game that was like. I will Xbox say Battlefield, Live. Battlefield Two. Okay, yes, on PC, too. I played that a lot. That was actually the first online game I ever played. But aside from like those two, um, like shout out to all my old guys out there. But like SOCOM, I don't know if you ever played that oh, game on PlayStation. I, I remember that one. Yeah, that was another good online game. Oh, but that man, was for PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but like other than that. I just don't know of a game that was. It was also a new thing back then. Like, yeah, so you have to remember at the time, like, pivoting yeah, your playing online, to pivoting your developing uh, your develop uh, your development studios pipeline to include um, developing an entire mo multiplayer system and the incorporation of this new technology. Remember, Xbox it wasn't established back in the day. This is the brand but new online console. Wasn't established. Yeah, online. How, how the fuck brand, do you do that? Exactly. What are the rules? So the. Because Halo picked up such steam alongside the kind of rolling out of these new features, they went hand in hand so heavily, right? But with Halo 2, you had the multiplayer, because remember, you didn't have the fancy Xbox Live kind of UI that um, you had with uh, Halo 3. With the Xbox, Bungie itself developed the entire like UI, UX for multiplayer, yeah. streamlining all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 100%. So you had Halo kind of popularizing the FPS genre for consoles and introducing people to um, live. You had Halo 2 just blowing the fuck up, popularizing Xbox Live. You still have the split screen multiplayer because remember, you could have um, a guest or multiple guests yep. on your Xbox. And, and that's like, what's important, dude. That's what's so important is that yes. you keep the things that made you great. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think so many people are salty that couch co-op isn't there at start and no nope. Forge isn't and you keep hearing about these things, and now I understand that these were the things that were so pivotal to the growth of the series. And I'm not saying that. I feel like just console gaming in general, like that I mean, was the yeah. whole big thing. Just 
sitting down on the couch and playing with your friends. It was nice, man. That's and how obviously online gaming with yeah, marketing campaigns weren't as intricate as they were now. It wasn't like we had social media to push things back in the yeah, day. Yeah, we didn't have shit. We had MySpace. A lot of the time, yeah, we had MySpace. Shout out the top eight. A lot of the things that uh, propagated themselves back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, it was because like the people pushed it forward and they got it got big because exactly you had these pools you had a a, a squad of um 14 or 13 people with halo and you were trying to get your friends on it because you wanted to max out that 16 and get those four yeah, you might not have even had any interest in a shooter mm -hmm. but like if your best friends playing, all your friends are playing it might as well we yeah, have two spots pressure. come on in yeah you smoke some crack yeah no oh want to play God. some halo <laughs> fuck yeah exactly Buy an xbox get halo that was, halo was definitely the first game that like i like land truly with as friends you know like bringing your tv over to some place and your xbox and all playing together and like that was such a different thing back then you yeah know? but now like it's like very common you could just yeah it was all the boys in were. one room exactly you had the lamp party going on you had the dim lights doritos nowadays all you can just get on shit. discord and just play with your friends but. and that's cool too that's convenient too you know that, that definitely has its perks but for sure so you had halo building into halo 2 and then you had the console jump from Xbox to Xbox 360, and Halo 3 just brought, like, it just turned up everything with the inclusion of Forge, with the inclusion of the, the video player. Um, the, Dude, that made, like, the um, machinima so much easier. It's yeah, like 100%. Making, exactly. Yeah. Like, shout out RB and the Chief. I don't know if you guys have ever seen yep. that series. Mm -hmm. That's a banger series that, like, just some sure dude was like. Yep. So again, that's marketing, okay. right? You had Same people that were creating blue? content yeah. fucking in the early days of YouTube, Red versus Blue, putting out stuff using the Halo yeah, 3 video Netflix. editor. Or it, it was, was on it Netflix. Really? I think so, yeah. It was actually, it was. Yeah, it was only like eight, like the, it had like the first couple seasons, but it was only like eight minutes. But like, it, it was a huge series. Like they had an Easter egg for it in Halo 3. Humongous, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure they had more Easter eggs for it, but they slipped my mind. But. So Halo 3 just, you know, uh, just completely blew up, took everything to the next level, right? You had the essentially highest level expression of all previously um, established concepts in the game with Halo 3, right? And then you had the transfer of the guard from Bungie to 343. And, you know, I feel like this is where we get a lot of the, the, the complications where we start to lose right, people. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna give some more opinions on that. So everyone knows that there was like this big change. And I think the biggest thing that people, well, one of the biggest things that people hated when Reach came out. So it was still like a very much so a traditional Halo experience, but they, they added Bloom, which I fucking hated. Um, but can you explain what bloom is? Okay. So in halo that it was very much so a shooter that was constant with everything that you did. So that's one of the reasons why I like their multiplayer design, because they always had symmetrical maps where, you know, let's say that I'm on midship and I'm pushing carbine versus pink. I have an equal chance to get to sword at the top middle. There are going to be people who listen to that phrase and be like, what did he just say? <laughs> okay. There's, there's a red base and a blue base. You're playing uh -huh. capture the flag. The distance to get to either one is the exact same. Gotcha. There is a weapon on the pink tower versus the carbine tower that I can get to at the exact same time. We all start with the same weapons. The distance to get to the energy sword, which was the power weapon, we all had an equal chance to get it. So it was purely... Loadouts was weren't better. even a thing back then, no, right? No, fuck no, there are no loadouts. I think that was no even like Call of Duty stuff. that really started that. Yeah, but... Um, fuck, no, I forgot what the point I was going to make. You're talking uh, about just the symmetrical, like... Okay, yeah, so map. with the symmetrical maps and all, that, that's why it was so good. But so, with Bloom, um, that basically your accuracy decreases the more you shoot the DMR, which was frustrating because that was just a poor thing that Halo never had and they tried to introduce because now you're adding an element of randomness. Oh, to that's your when shot. you like hold the trigger down. So it's like, and, like here's your the reticle gets bigger it gets as bigger, you hold it down. And uh, the chance of it going somewhere else, you couldn't predict that. That's different from a spray pattern because like in Call of Duty or something, when you shoot uh, the AK 74U. I don't, I don't know the Counter-Strike is definitely the big thing where you need to learn yeah, sprays there, for your weapons. There's a pattern, but when you hold the trigger down, it's a pattern, but you can memorize it. Mm -hmm. With Bloom, there's nothing to learn. It's just random. And that's what pissed a lot of the competitive of, of that, uh, so of when, like that when, scene. So when did they add this in? You're saying in Reach? Yeah, in Reach. They added it in Reach. So when was, when was it that they did the switch from Bungie to then 343? Halfway After through Reach. Halfway oh, halfway through Reach. Okay. Yeah, because when 343 took over, they did something called I TU. I thought it was in between games, but no, no, no. in so, the middle of a game. Wow, okay. Because they, they had like half the team continue working and supporting Reach because they actually had a giant title update that got rid of Bloom. And it was more playable. By that time, I had stopped playing it because, um, I don't know, I think I was just I was playing like other games or something. 
But uh, I was also starting college at that point. But that's when the, the next game came out for 343, 4. I didn't think it was that bad. I know there's probably going to be a, a bunch lot of Halo people 4. that think I like, like you're a bitch. You're not a real, you're not a real Halo fan. Whatever. I understand you have your opinion, <laughs> but like at Whatever. least to me, the other big thing that they changed between three and reach was the ranking system. Mm-hmm. Now, if I asked you like, what's your rank in Halo? People would say a number between one and 50 and that's how good you are. Now in reach, it was just like, Oh, I'm a 1649. What the fuck does that mean? Right. Now, I do have some opinions on how the rank system should, shouldn't be, but that's a topic for later. Um, but just when, when 343 took over, I actually didn't think they did it that bad of a job. It's just, there are people out there, and this just goes for anything, literally any franchise you can think of. There's going to be those stands that are just like, this is what Halo is. Halo 3 is Halo. So this, this do is why not it's change interesting it because all. obviously Halo is a franchise that has existed for 20 plus years yeah. and you know we grew up with it and we want to continue to support it but at the same time you have new you have new people new consumers new young people that you know how are we going to get these people to play it right it's not like when we were young and Halo was the hot shit and it was Really, I was looking at like when Halo 1 came out, you know what like the only big multiplayer game at that time in 2001 was Smash Brothers. That was like that was literally it. Like <laughs> Yo, shout out Melee. Shout out Melee. 20 shout years out. later, people 60, 70,000 so people were watching Melee. play a game with somebody. I was like looking at multiplayer releases in 2001. It's like really for more than two people, the only thing you had was Super Smash Brothers Melee. So it makes sense that like Halo, it's like you want to play with your buddies. The options were so limited at the time. You didn't have Call of Duty yeah. as a shooter there. You didn't have Gears of War, which was a big contender for Halo at the time because... Well, it was, I don't think it was like a direct contender because it was the same platform. It was still Microsoft Studios. Yeah, for sure. It just There was a slightly different audience, I think, because significantly more gory, yeah. which is totally fine. But I, I get the point that you're There was a, a push and pull between the popularity of Halo and the release of Gears of War. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, I, I think the first Gears of War came out... Look at this up. 2006? I got you, bro. That's what I'm here for. 2006, Shame I think? pull that up. Gears of War. It, I, think I want to say it came out around 2007. I remember specifically, it was going to be really real. Maybe it was 2008. I, think I remember it was very specifically Halo waiting in line for the PlayStation 3, and there was a guy who brought his 360 there, and we were playing Gears of War on it. Um, I'm going to say 2003, or 2007. I have no 2007. Idea. What do you say? I, I didn't play Gears of War until the third installment, so. Just take a guess. 2006. November 7, 2006. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. I knew. So it was right, it was right there. And that was a really fun game, too. Um, Never forget that trailer. I used Mad World. Oh, bro. Oh, yeah. That was, that was another banger trailer. But so to circle, to summarize everything of what I want to say about this. Mm-hmm. So Halo was the staple. It's not the staple right now. No. There's a lot of games that I yeah. think you can say have that staple title. Um, I think Fortnite is one. Call of Duty is another. Mm-hmm. League of Legends is another. Um, Apex. Apex is another good one. But to me, a- ask me a question. Ask me, what does, what does this game need to do to get back on top? What, what does it need to do to get back on top, Ryan? I'll fucking tell you. Oh, here we go. So, at least in my opinion. So, I think they're doing a lot of good things. But the thing that I want to see them do is there needs to be a good avenue for competitive. I think I don't think they necessarily have to go back to their old ranking system, but that's okay. Um, but a good avenue for competitive because I think esports is a very very underutilized thing that Halo does. You know, when you think of games like League of Legends, like when they had Worlds, they sold out at like a fucking soccer stadium mm-hmm. or something one year. Yeah, like oh, yeah, we we went times, to yeah. um, we went to MSI mm-hmm. at uh, Florida's yeah, State, FSU, yep. FSU. Yeah, yeah, like it was completely fucking full. Mm-hmm. But you need to have a strong competitive side. And Halo definitely gives that. It's just when when three four three was handling it for Halo Five, their worlds what had an amazing prize pool. I think it was a million dollars. First place got like five hundred k or something. You you should actually look that up. Halo Halo Five worlds what Halo the prize money was. Uh, just interrupt me when you find it. I got you. But so when you actually watch the the stream of it and like the viewership of it, Do you want me a specific year? Uh, I don't know, maybe like twenty seventeen. 2017, so 2016 was 2.5 million. Okay, that's a massive was, prize pool. And then 2017 and 2018 were both 1 million. That's a massive prize pool. 
who fucking remembers it? Just okay. Just for reference, Halo Three, the biggest one was MLG Dallas, which was in 2010. That was 280 thousand. Yeah. So that's that's a huge amount of money to win, right? Who remembers watching it? Because I fucking don't. Because they don't do a good job of pushing that side of things. I think that's the first key that they need to unlock. Let's imagine there's a giant door. That's the first key. So I think the next one is, I mean, this is just synonymous with any game now. They need to have a very good live server structure. Um, at, at least taking from my point of view, because I worked on a game purely on the live service side for the past four years. That's what keeps the game alive. In Halo 5, when that game released, they had an entire roadmap. I think like a year and a half into it, they stopped. Like skeleton crew type deal? Like three people working on Halo 5 oh, Max. But they were releasing skins. The skins were really cool. They were releasing new maps for uh, um, Warzone Assault. Warzone was like their big multiplayer uh, mode that they released with 5, which I thought was really fucking fun. It was... You should look this up too. How, what was what was uh, Warzone? I think it was sixteen versus sixteen. That's pretty cool. That's with different. P, with with PVE, with like elite Warzone firefight. No, Warzone, just Warzone. Halo Warzone, Five Warzone. Warzone. I, I think it was sixteen versus sixteen. It was something massive, Play or maybe like ten versus ten. But as long as they have like a good live service pipeline and a good live service structure, that's another huge thing. Okay, so typically it was sixteen, and then Halo Warzone made it up to a total of twenty-four. Okay, so twelve v twelve. Okay. So that's huge. That's massive. As opposed to like the original um, big team battle, which was 8v8 in Halo 2, 3, Reach, and 4. But if they can have a good live service structure, that's another huge key. Give me some cool skins. I agree. Give me some cool skins. I think that maps. a lot of, definitely a lot of uh, consumers, and a lot of consumers nowadays uh, are definitely used to, you know, whatever, it, every two weeks or every four weeks, whatever a new patch schedule is, but like a lot of games are structured behind a battle pass. A lot of games are structured behind seasons. So, and you look at a lot of the most prevalent PC games right now or multiplayer games, that's the way it is. There's a meta that's shifting. You know, there's patches that happen constantly, new content that comes out. And, and this is stuff that didn't exist back then. No, you absolutely didn't have not. The, pa yeah. the patches, were, the new content. You had we that had the multiplayer map pack. Yeah. For those that remember that in Halo 2, mm -hmm. there was like eight or something new DLC maps that came out for halo 2 like at the end of its oh, life cycle but there were a lot of cool maps mm -hmm. now the last key so this is the last key i think that they should do don't release another halo game really? after, five, after infinite after infinite just close the series like completely? don't close the series so the industry has and i've seen data that supports this the industry has shifted um significantly in the past 10 years so think about what games look like in 2010 you're still waiting outside of GameStop, Best yeah, Buy, whatever. Midnight release. Fuck. You, got midnight it. release. Mm. you don't need to do that anymore because you can just download it Fuck yeah. from Steam. You can download it from whatever store they have. Yeah, the store e shop, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Free to play games didn't really exist back then. Like, yeah, that model if wasn't If you wanted to play a demo like, on a console, you had to get like from a magazine a demo disc yeah. or something. Yeah, or for like Halo like, 3, they did Crackdown. I don't know if you remember that oh, game. Oh, I do remember. Yeah. But it, if yeah. you bought Crackdown, you got, got the, invited to the Halo 3 beta. I remember. Or you had a Pizza Hut. And in Pizza Hut Kids Meal, you got there the you fucking go. PS1 go. trial disc and you there play. You go. Yeah. Exactly. I remember playing Jam Pack so much time <laughs> yeah. when I was younger on the PS1. Yeah. yeah. But so they don't need to release another Halo game. And I'll give you examples of why they don't need to. Do they need to release League of Legends 2? No, absolutely not. Do they need to release a new sports like um, Madden every so year? So you're saying like transition the whole series into like a games as a service? It's a live type service. Deal? So here, here's literally what you have to do. Once you have Halo Infinite out there, Firstly, think of the title. There's a reason they didn't call it Halo 6. Mm -hmm. That's Halo Infinite. It's so Halo it's Infinite. supposed to be just into the future. Do not release another Halo game. You don't need to. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So that's why like a lot of games these days, they don't have numbers associated with them anymore because they don't need to. Well, also at this point, so it's, it, there's definitely an aspect of redundancy when you have like sure. the the eighth, seventh, ninth yeah, uh, sure. installment. Totally fair games. point. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to see League of Legends two. No. You're not going to be. You're not going to see Apex Legends two. You're not going to see Fortnite two. You Unless there's to. some sort of like drama that they need to distance themselves away from the previous installment. Maybe like Overwatch. Like Overwatch, yeah. We'll get to that soon. <laughs> um, but yes, I think that from a, just from a development perspective that we've definitely gotten to a point where you don't need to have a massive like number release two yes. years later. So when, no. does, when does Halo Infinite like get released? December 8th. 
December eighth. Yeah, now, I said that, I now, said that what earlier. What is that? Because so I know you're saying they're having some things. Is that solo like just campaign the free and multiplayer? multiplayer? Okay. Solo campaign and multiplayer. So is, ca- is co-op com- campaign like not season coming two. at all? So that's oh, three. Uh, I think season. I think they said that each se- season one starts December eighth. So uh, I'd have to read the article again, but I do believe that campaign co-op comes out in season two. So that's three months later, and then three months after that. So six months after launch. So that would put us at uh, June. That's when Forge is supposed to come out. So season three. I think that that's brilliant or like ridiculously stupid. Look, there. I'll I'll reference Miyamoto, Shigeru Miyamoto, creator Mario. If you release it now and it's shit, everyone's gonna remember it as shit. If you release it later and it's good, good. It's okay to make them wait a little bit longer. The people that are loyal to Halo, like myself, mm-hmm. I'll wait. But I know that it's not necessarily true for everyone. But the fact that they have a free to play version, that is a big deal for sure. That's a huge deal. So people are at least going to try it. And the people that are the new people that are trying it, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of content creators. Mm-hmm. But I don't think your judgment of Halo Infinite is going to be, well, how good is their Forge mode? People that play Forge regularly, yeah, I think that's a huge thing. But the normal 14-year-old kid that's like, I'll try out Halo. They're just going to play the game. They're going to play online, right? Because that's just how it is now. I agree with absolutely everything you said. But in my opinion... I feel like they need to make a battle royale mode, 100%. I'm sure that would probably Convince me. come out at some point. Because I, I don't think they need to. I mean, which games, which FPS multiplayer games okay, that have not sustained a battle royale mode are, are as prevalent as the ones League you have? So that's not an FPS, though. So I'm talking we about- We just said games. No, okay. So which FPS games, right? You had FPS Call- FPS or Shooter? I, I mean, Gears Shooter, War, I guess. Uh, what, what was the last year's installment? They go pull it up. Got you. Hold on. <laughs> Pretty recent. I think they have a new one. Gears coming out. Five yeah. came out. I think I want to say earlier this year or last year, maybe. And, and look at the sales on oh, that one. September sixth, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Was, was that the latest one? I, I don't remember hearing too much about that game, but I feel like everything you said about games as a service, everything you said about what what Halo needs to do in order to stay relevant, I agree with it one hundred percent. With the competitive team, games as a service, providing all that rolling out content over the course of multiple months, years. But I feel like they need a battle royale mode to stay relevant. I feel like a Halo battle royale mode to stay relevant. That's what I was gonna ask you. So, do you think they need a battle royale just to like stay in the picture, or do you think they need a battle royale because it would actually fit the game Halo and it would work well? I think both. I think both. Why not? Yeah. If you can have a mode that's ten versus ten or twelve versus twelve, why can't you have a battle royale mode? And you don't need to have that. You can. You don't need to have a hundred people on the map. The design question is always going to be. I mean, there's, there's a couple of design questions that I would have is, so firstly, Battle Royale is not synonymous with Halo. I think that's a pretty important thing. And the first, the first reason why it sounds like you're saying it needs it is because everyone else is doing it. Is that fair? I just think that from my interpretation and what I've seen, you know, Fortnite did Battle Royale and then Apex did it. And people were like, oh, well, everyone's just playing Fortnite. Why would people play Apex? And Apex has been fairly popular over the course of the last five, six years. And then you have Call of Duty and say, hey, we're going to do Battle Royale now. And it's like, oh, people are playing Fortnite and Apex. Fortnite is making millions and millions of dollars. Apex is doing well for itself. Who's going to play Call of Duty? Call of Duty has maintained relevancy for the last however many years that Warzone's been a thing. They also release a game every single year, though. And I mean, but I, I think that that only adds to the fact that, like, they release a game every single year and they still are managed to stay relevant. Well... Yeah, I guess you're right. There, okay. I know there's this form of like, there's some sort of parody that's going on right now. Parity, not parody. Parity, like between the newest one that's coming out, Vanguard, but they still had, they had Cold War that came out, but Modern Warfare was what came out with Warzone. Then they had to try and like, and there's, so I think it's just, they're trying to like make it work through all, all the games while still having I don't even know the Battle Royale. At this and point. It's, it's really odd. So I do have a counterpoint to this. So the original point that I was making was, does it need it to, to be relevant? Does I don't it, think so. I don't think it needs it. It does not need it. I think that it... Help its relevancy then. Yes, 100%. Okay. I think Battlefield is a good example because they tried to do a Battle Royale mode. I think it's called Firesire or some shit like that. Firestorm, I Firestorm. Think. Okay, yeah. they tried to do a, a Battle Royale mode. Shit the bed. It was awful. That is a really prevalent shooter that a lot of people play that don't necessarily need a battle royale. Granted, this statement is based in ignorance. I haven't played Battlefield, but I know a little bit about it. Aren't the multiplayer games already really big in that game? Fucking crazy. Some of them can be, sometimes it's not. 
So I would imagine Battle Royale isn't necessarily a very large departure from a normal Battlefield game. So if you already if you already have fucking 20v20, 30v30 type games, it's like, all right, you're already used to having that many people on the map anyway. You're used to these massive maps. These but it doesn't you know. need it. It doesn't need Battle Royale. No, definitely. I would, I would definitely agree that Battlefield does not need Battle Royale. So I know Halo games are a little more intimate, at least from what I've played. And what from I a competitive remember. standpoint, yes. Yeah. It's solid 4v4. So I think that if you have- Sorry like about the dog barking. It's my girlfriend's dog, Mochi. He gets a little riled up because this fucker. So quick sidebar. Oh, God. I told this guy, you know, we don't need a dog. He wanted to get a dog. I understood why. Let's just wait a little bit until we can figure some more shit out. A couple days later, come, comes in right outside the door is like, Ryan, I'm sorry. I got the dog. <laughs> it's a very, very Robert thing. But anyways. Sorry. And now we're happier than ever, Ryan, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways. anyways. That exactly I wouldn't argue that. we need the dog, but. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Okay. Guys, anyways, guys, anyways. All right. Let's, let's, let's recap. Or real, 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 real back. Real back. So okay, all right, okay. okay. Battlefield. I don't think it needs it. I don't think Halo needs it. But all the tools for a battle royale are there. 100%. It's very okay. easy to do. They can uh, easily implement it if they yeah, want Yeah. ODST. To. Overall drop shop troopers. Yeah, just drop down a new Mombasa. One hundred percent. You because they're not Spartans, so they're not like ridiculously overpowered, rip you in half. Mm -hmm. And you know what would the shields be? Well, you would just pick up over shields everywhere. It gives you one bar of shield. Okay, it'd be so easy. You can get you start out That'd with easy. a pistol. Okay, mm -hmm. well here's a fucking crash pelican. I found a battle uh, a battle rifle, but there's no scope on it. Got to find some attachments. Really easy to do because they did that in Halo Five. There's a lot of different attachments. Um, all the tools there are necessary and they can do it. Mm -hmm. It's just, you would have to sell. Your point can't be everyone else is doing it, so let's do it. I'm, I'm telling you from a leadership perspective mm -hmm. and where they want to take the direction of Halo, it can't just be, it can, it can be one of the arguments, but it can't just be, we need it because everyone else. I can't wait it. for us to all like eat our worlds. When, or eat our I, worlds I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying, does I'm just saying they don't need it. No, yeah. I'm I not agree. opposed. I, I think I it'd agree. be great. I agree. Not every shooter fun. needs to be a battle royale, but I just imagine that like if if Halo were to attain the same level of relevancy that it did back in the twenty the two thousands, it would become because it implemented its own battle royale and it 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 fucking hit the nail on the I head. I think on it. they need to iterate on the battle royale. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. If they knew that, they need to make something unique. So here's here would be my pitch then. So how, how much do you actually know about like what the 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 campaign is like? Both of you for Halo Infinite, like the lore? Oh no no no, just campaign. just the gameplay for. Like, I really the don't know anything about Infinite. I haven't looked up at all. Okay, I, I saw the gameplay trailer when uh from like 2020 or 2019, where like it was like the first couple of um like the first 30 minutes. The one like, that like everybody one. hated. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought it looked great. Honestly, I thought it was fine too, but I thought I, it was fine. I heard afterwards, I was like, oh. So here's my professional opinion on how it could be iterated on. So when Battle Royale first came out, I think, I think H1N1 was the first popular one. Battle Royale in general? Arma, yeah. H1N1, because H1N1 H1 was H1 originally I remember, playing, Arma. I remember playing DayZ, which was an Arma mod. Uh -huh. Oh, that's I, what I, it wasn't is. Wasn't H1N1 before that? H1N1, I'll look it up. This is what Actually, I believe the the first thing of Battle Royale I ever saw was this crazy Japanese film. There it is. And, uh, there it is. <laughs> you should look up when Battle Royale came out, too. Uh, I movie? think we watched that together. Yeah, we did. We did. 100% Battle Royale. Royale it's called Battle Royale? Yeah, yeah. It's, a Jap it's a crazy Japanese movie. It's literally exactly a Battle Royale. 2000? Yeah. Yeah. It came out in 2000? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that sounds right. The crazy movie if you guys haven't seen it. Okay. Fucking banger. Movie. So you have this whole school. I don't even. I forgot the premise, but essentially you have. They a, thought they were going to school. They thought they were going to school. And it's it an like, island of like 30 Japanese kids and they just need to be the last one standing. And, and you got a, a backpack that had a random item in it. Mm -hmm. Some people got a gun. Some people got water. Some people got like cooking utensils. Mm -hmm. Some people got like, you know, a sleeping bag. Got a knife. You just didn't know what you were going to get. Um, but anyway, back to the point that I was making. Okay, so they need to iterate on Battle Royale. And so I'll give you an example of that. So when Battle Royale first started to get really popular, it was H1N1, it was um, uh, Player Unknowns, uh, PUBG. PUBG, PUBG, PUBG yeah, PUBG. Battlegrounds, yep. Those were all single player. And then I know that they introduced some form of squad based stuff too. Cool. Fortnite does it. Well, they have this really awesome building mechanic that's very unique to the game. Mm -hmm. So that's their iteration, and that's their take on it. Their niche. Um, it, I was also very stylized. Yeah. Also, fuck them for just taking um, Among Us and just imp more, imp importing it into Fortnite. They did that? Yeah. Complete 
It, yeah, you didn't see like the devs calling them out? No. Okay. Oh, I gotta look up on this. So, okay, so uh, sidebar. Yeah. Fortnite literally made like an imposter uh, mode and it was literally the exact same terminology and they just took like one of the maps in Among Us and just like flipped it. Oh, yikes. And like they call it the exact same thing. And That's a lot of the devs from Among Us were, were like, like what, the fuck, what the fuck, dude? At least give us some kind of credit or at least change the terminology. So yeah. fuck Fortnite for doing that. But anyways, so for, for when Fortnite did it, they had the cool mechanic, right? They had some squad-based stuff too. Mm. When Apex did it, their whole take was it's purely a squad-based one. So each character is unique in the abilities and the role that they have. You have someone like Revenant or Pathfinder that's a, an attacker and a scout, and then you have like Gibraltar, who's a defensive player. Okay, there's specific roles to, to be successful in that game, and that's how it was. Um, Halo needs to have some form, if they do a battle royale, mm -hmm. there has to be some form of iteration. And based on the gameplay that I've seen from the campaign, so in previous Halo campaigns, it's a, it's a linear progression. So it's purely start at point A, you get to point B. There's no branching paths. There's always just like that same end goal. Yeah. Whereas in the gameplay that we've seen for Halo Infinite, um, with the gameplay thing that they showed during E3, I think it was last year, when everyone got up in arms about how it looked, there was a mini-map, and it was more... Open world? GTA? Yeah, it was more oh. open world. So it I, would be like, cool. yeah, it would be like. Are you talking about when they had like the pause menu? Yeah. And they had like the it, quest It's an open world now. Thing? Yeah. It's okay. actually, it's actually that, more yeah. open world now. Uh, can't think of the game, but Far Cry? Not Far Cry. Uh, Just Cause. Just Cause. Oh. It reminds you of Just Cause. That game's awesome. Yeah. I had, I had Bombastic so, physics. Yeah. Super cool. But so I think what they could do is there should be ways that you get better loot in the game and just based off of the system that they have i think that there's a lot of cool things that they can do where you have a bunch of points of interest on the map and it should definitely be squad based because the original halo stuff like when they were having the spartan twos and when the book came out fall of reach obviously the game was always single player and you were just focused on master chief but in halo 5 when they introduce his original squad yeah. um, blue team I, I always think that's a better way to do it. You can do it single player or you can do it uh, squad based. So you have those two modes. But the difference is that with these different points of interest, there could be like a PVE thing that you have to go against. I know in Call of Duty Black Ops, I think they had like zombies or something oh, yeah. in a couple of the spots. Mm -hmm. But I think if there was just some secondary objectives that you could address that could increase your loot, I think that'd be a really cool thing. This is literally just me spitballing too. But Let's just say that, you know, if you can get to, um, here's the Arbiter's Palace, and, like, if you can kill the Arbiter, you get some really cool armor, or, like, a like really OP weapon. You get Prophet's Bane, which is his energy sword. And when you have it um, wielded, you go invis. You have active camo. So that could be a really cool avenue to do it. Um, there's infinite amount of possibilities that you can do with Halo, Halo Infinite. Pun intended. Coming yeah. this December. Infinite. infinite. But they, if they do it, like if you're the creative director, you have to say, not only is everyone else doing it, but everyone knows us for defining the FPS and online experience. We need to do that here for Battle Royale. That's, that's what my opinion is. Because the other thing that I have to think about, the same people that were working on 2 and 3 aren't there anymore. So these are all like people like me, like a lot of fresh bloods. I know that there's a lot of veterans there still. But when you look at like the, the software engineering team or like some of the multiplayer designers or the level designers, they're fresh meat. So yes, they have better tools now, but it's not the same people. And I think that's another really important thing that people be, need to be cognizant of is that when you have like these, the classic Halo fans and they're just like, well, it's not actually Halo. You have to understand that it's still not the same people. It's not the same dude making it in Halo. It's never going to be the same. It's not the same. Yeah. But you, you had to have some form of iteration is basically the main point. Uh, I agree. And, and that's, it's, games is really a uh, stark example of this, but you know, you have these franchises that stay alive for like 20, 30, 40 years. And like, yeah. you have franchises like Super Mario that are able to iterate and stay relevant. Okay, and well, you have minimal, well, okay, regardless. Well, what are they innovating there? In terms of Super Mario, yeah. I feel There's like they platforming genre bullshit. Yeah. They re-release the same game yeah. after ten years. I mean, so I mean, oh, I that's, love a, that's a completely different episode. Right? I, I love Nintendo, but that's what they do. I think that uh, people need to be more flexible in uh, acknowledging that, like, if you have a title come out, um, 
people are specifically like these stands that kind of like latch onto these games and hold on to them, you know, it's, it's like a, a catch 22, right? Because you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're damned if you- 100%. You make the same game. Agree. If you, Halo 3, Halo no 4, iteration. Halo 5, no iteration, yeah. and this is exactly what they wanted. They just want the game with the same assets, the same look, the same vibe. You're damned. It's like, well, this is, why am I gonna pay $60 for this? It's the same fucking game. Or, you know, the jump from Halo 3 to Halo 4, for example, a lot of the assets were changed. The way that the assault rifle looks, um, a, a way that a lot of what the game looked like, not that it looked bad per se, looking back, I mean, again, I'm not a Halo stan, but like, it's not that anything objectively looked horrible, mm -hmm. it's just that it looked different. And because it looked different, people didn't like it because you had a different skin for well, the assault rifle or the BR, like and it general, all looked different. Though. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if it stays the same, you call them lazy and you say that they don't do, they're not doing their job, I'm just paying for the same thing. Or if they, if you don't give them the flexibility to change, then, you know, you put game developers in this precarious state where like they really have to weigh the cost benefit analysis on like, okay, well, we had the resources to do it differently, but is it even worth it? Because, you know, this is Halo fucking nine and what, what do people expect at this point, you know? Yeah, okay, so I wanna wrap this segment up and I think that this is a great way to do it. So, should I be hyped about Halo Infinite? What's your rating? Do you think it should, should it be like a one to a ten? Thing? Like, I don't know. Thumbs up, man. Let us know in the no. comments below. Yeah, let us know. Are you guys are you guys hyped for it? But we have like three. There's three tiers. It's like there's like a hype, and then there's like a, eh, and then there's I mean, like, like no hype. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. Who yeah, the fuck just is? throw it out. So, should you be? Should we be hyped? So from what I've learned today, you know, you had Halo 1 coming out for the Xbox, Halo 2 propagating Xbox Live, Halo 3, you know, just making a fucking massive splash on Xbox 360. I know Halo uh, Halo Reach and Halo 4 were kind of competing for time with Halo 3 all released on the 360. Halo 5 came out on the Xbox One, I believe. Yes, it did. Um, and from what I saw of the game, I thought it looked fine. I thought it looked really fun. It was a beautiful looking game. Uh, and again, I'm on the artist side of things as a 3D modeler. I'm always going to look at things and be like, that looks pretty. I'm about it. Um, should you be hyped for Halo, Halo Infinite? Of course. You're going to have a brand new Halo OST to listen to at oh, the gym. Very important. Very fucking important right there. This is a video game music pod, by the way, as well. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel like you should be hyped. I feel like, I, agree. I mean, from just an objective analysis of resource investment, this is Microsoft's Halo. They're gonna pump the money for it. They're gonna make, I I mean, this may be giving them the benefit of the doubt. There's no way they release a shitty product. Absolutely no way. This is fucking Halo. I, I agree. I feel like everyone should be hyped about it. Me personally, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Everyone should at least try it. I think the hype is warranted. For sure. So from myself and from Robert, you guys should be fucking hyped. We're hyped. Yes. That's the hype. There okay. it is. I mean, yeah, hype. Let's go, hype. <laughs> okay. I just know, I, I think it's going to be on Game Pass, which is, it is pretty exciting for me. Yeah, it is. All right, guys. So that's going to be episode one of What's the Hype podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us. If you have any suggestions as to what you'd like to hear us do, like a little deep dive on, what you'd like to hear our opinions on, feel free to comment or reach out to us. Um, I believe we have social medias in the working. What's yeah, social media is going to be in the working. Yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think we have the Twitter made up, but everything else, like, this is very, very early on. Yeah, for I'll sure. I'll you guys handle the socials. I'm not. No, I got gotcha. you. But uh, as always, guys, this is uh, RC Lightning. This is Ryan, AKA Kagayan. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, watching, whatever. And I'm uh, I'm Vega. I'm I'm the producer guy. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. Yep.